0: Hey guys, we're back for uh, Heavy Western Podcast Two. Uh, as you can see, we've changed a little bit. We've gone for the uh, the Rogan setup here now, <laughs> the Rogan setup. And um, how are you guys? Did you like our? We'd like to know in the comments if you thought we were good at knowing Star Wars things. And I think a lot of our predictions were really good, and a lot of the stuff we said kind of came true this week.
1: Yeah, and and if and if you think it was bad. Leave two comments. There you go. And share it and say, wow, these guys don't know what the, they're talking about. If you like it, share it with your mom. If you didn't, share it
0: with
2: somebody you don't like. <laughs> if you uh, didn't like it, don't say a damn thing.
1: Yeah. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the latest, which is episode five of The Mandalorian. hmm Right? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. All right. If you're still here, you deserve it. So, how about Thrawn? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, dude. That's a uh, I think uh that's opened up a whole new rebels can of worms that we might oh, be seeing.
1: Dude, can I just say I have uh this first time I've ever screamed. I'm going to be honest with you. I screamed out loud when Ahsoka like leaned in and said that.
0: I screamed when we saw Boba. I ah. <laughs> I've actually been screaming a lot this season.
1: <laughs> it's been a, it's been a good ske- season for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, do you have any predictions about uh the next three episodes. What I don't might, know. I see.
0: keep so I, I keep seeing stuff that Ahsoka's. They're talking about giving her a spin-off series. Mm. So like, I feel like one good episode with her was like solid. We might not see her again until next season or something. Yeah. Um, I think and we, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but I think, uh, I think the drop that little baby spoiler alert, Grogu. Oh. Uh, was trained at the Jedi Academy on Coruscant and smuggled out by somebody, I think the best candidate for that, if they tell us who it is, is Mace Windu. Because oh, yeah. I think Order 66 was not looking for him because he was dead. Yeah, Gives him the opportunity to sneak back in, save baby Grogu. Uh, I think he'd probably, at this point, if we learn about it, maybe at the temple when we get there, mm-hmm. is that Mace maybe has died of old age. Oh, But yeah. that sets him up to be a big player in the Obi-Wan show that'll be our next one we get. That Would be cool, and I think that will kind of because I feel like, other than the solo movie setting up the uh, uh, Darth Maul and the Scarlet uh, Dawn, Crimson, guess, Crimson, Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn, uh, you know, that's kind of about the only plot we have for Obi Wan right now. So, giving him Mace would be kind of cool,
1: yeah. Uh, that would add it, some nice complexity, mm-hmm. and I think you'd said before, you know, falling down. Forever and getting your hand cut off. Yeah. It's like actually the only way in Star Wars to not die.
0: Yeah. That happens to you. If, if you get cut in half, appendage gets cut off, and thrown into a hole, you do live. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. Me too. So All right. So what are we talking about today?
1: Well, I, wanna, uh, I think you think uh, country and hip hop, they're mm-hmm. big, uh, in, you know, I, I think two of the most popular genres, definitely in America. And I think hip-hop is technically, by numbers, the biggest, you know, most popular genre in the world.
0: I think America does technically, like if you were in another country, you still look to America for its music as far as leading the world, Mm -hmm. too.
1: Yeah. So I was really happy. Uh, I've got my uh, diesel. uh, Learned this this trick in Switzerland. And uh, so I got my my Coke Zero because I'm watching my waistline. Can you hear that? Can you hear that, John? Listen to that gain sizzle, <laughs> and uh, you know, so you got a little, and then, you, then we got some some Budweiser. Did you even show him who's on it? Oh, see, so, well, that's coming. That's coming. That's coming. Day. So, Day. No, I'm not normally a Budweiser guy. However, we've got the Nelly Budweiser. Hell yeah! So you know, we got uh, St. Louis Country
2: Grammar.
3: <laughs> what is, <laughs> what are they? Uh,
2: what are they calling it now? The I'm Lou. I'm from the Lou. the Lou. oh I didn't yeah. know that which if you're in England that's the bathroom
1: so
0: yeah I keep thinking about maybe it. England named St. Louis the loo oh just kidding alright so maybe Michael continue there now that you got your cordon oh. bleu beverage <laughs> ready
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna say half half uh, like cola half beer it's really good <clears throat> thanks for letting me borrow your chewy mug by the uh-huh. way what you drinking, Tanner? I have Miller Lite
0: it's the one that Brad. I told him it was missing, <laughs> but it wasn't. I kept it. I didn't play dumb when he asked where it was. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, okay. Did you blame me? For Did you that? see my face too? I was like, I don't know, Brad. I haven't seen it. I don't know what kind was it. Oh, Miller Lite. What? I would have definitely known that was yours.
1: What
2: are you drinking, John? Got some. Uh- Eggnog with Southern Comfort. Oh, nice. um, Wait till you hear who these are. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay, so rap music. Yeah. Mm Hip-hop. Country. Um, So I think uh, this has been something that I've been talking about with a few different people over the the last couple of years. Uh, You know, the differences between them. Uh, But the more I look into it, the more I read books about country music, the more I read books about hip hop, the more I talk to people, listen to people talk about them, the more I'm convinced that they are closer to the same thing than not. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they sound very different. So if you're thinking like, what? It's like, well, yeah, they sound totally different. However, I think they're they're functionally the same thing. You know, it's like two Mm -hmm. cars. They look the same, but they're still getting you from point A to point B. I think that's the important thing.
0: And you see like people really wanting to push them together all the time. Exactly. And you're like, Well, they sound so different. Why would they want to push them together so frequently?
1: Yeah. Yeah. People trying to push them together or being very vehemently opposed to one or the other. Yeah. I think that's very, very common. Um, you know, growing up. A lot of my like punk friends were very, you know, you can't spell crap without rap, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, you I
0: know. wonder, I wonder if a lot too that is just the, uh, how young, the genre is, you know, like yeah. Yeah. we're not that long ago from when it was just created, mm-hmm. you know, so like, sort of like when someone is, uh, judging, like what a latter day saying is somebody is Mormon, right? Yeah, I feel like they take a lot of heat, and I don't know if it's necessarily because of what they believe or doing. Some, I mean, obviously there are some extreme th- cases in that scenario. But if you're just looking at the, you know, is yeah. it just because it's pretty new? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if it was thousands of years old, would it be taking the same heat?
1: Yeah, there, I mean, there definitely is. Uh, I mean, in, in that sort of situation, you know, when your prophets like a hundred years old, it's a little harder to, you know, when there's mm-hmm. thousands of years. It it you know there is the The grandeur of the ages. Yeah. Um, So let's
0: talk about
1: when they're born. Maybe that's a good place to
0: start. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can uh, deduce a little more. So to my knowledge, the invention or okay, I won't say the invention, but. uh, Country music was just folk and just your songs Mm -hmm. until it was marketed for the Carter family Mm -hmm. and uh,
2: uh, Jimmy Roger, right? Yeah, I mean, uh he was kind of the first uh as far as I know the, the first kind of pre he was made up to be a yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he was, and he's before he predates the, what, the Carter family a little bit even. Um uh, I don't think it's by I'm much, not, but I'm not sure about that, but
3: I
0: think
2: he'd already cut some records mm-hmm. by the time they come down. So, um and and an AP Carter was just running around like those were all just songs he was taking from people, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was collecting folk music. Yeah. So
0: the term country was made to sell it to you. Right. So I think that is an important thing to take into account too. When people are really pridefully with their shield of country music, like my mm-hmm. thing is real, my thing is better. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind the thing you're using as your shield was still just invented to get you to buy it. Yeah. And that's Wh- kind of a...
1: Yeah, which doesn't make it not your thing. True. Or my thing. But I think we do need to be clear on where that term came from. Why it why it became what it was, where it came from. I think that's why you
0: get the so much uh, feeling of uh, honesty and legitimacy when, like Willie Nelson's, like if it's good music, that's what it is. Yeah, that's because now the genre, which is the part that's the capitalism that's selling it to you, <laughs> has, uh, has uh, man, How about that, that was so strong. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, Smell the honesty for yeah. over here. <laughs> and I'm gonna die. Uh, <clears throat> You know that uh, that's that's true. Yeah. You know it's like and so anything genre wise has really been made just to kind of pinpoint to you. You know, but <laughs> sorry,
1: John, doing some pinpoint over there. So,
0: um, John, are you uh, fact checking over there?
2: I,
1: can
0: you get I, on Snokes? So can yeah. you, I want you to look so up the <clears throat> date of the first week in the Carter family came down to record from the mountains <clears throat> because on those first recordings. Uh, you have, which you have, the infamous story of Mother Maybell coming down for the first time, and her being a huge part of the one of the founding mothers of mm-hmm. fingerstyle guitar, yeah. and that she did not realize in a lot of those recordings that they were, uh, which a lot of times she's associated more I feel like with the auto harp, but she's a really killer guitar player, mm-hmm. and that she had figured out how to play those multiple parts at one time, right? Yeah. So that's like where you get a lot of the uh the rhythm the harmony and the melody thing going on in the guitar like basically mm-hmm. what becomes jed adkins yeah and lenny brown those guys like as they like take it to a steroid omega form yeah uh and uh so but yeah so day one of those recordings the whole family is on the recordings mm-hmm. day two dad is not on the recordings because their model t had a flat tire on yeah, it. yes so he's he's fixing yeah. the car which do you i think i learned that from that uh uh, that cool country documentary about like uh, photography, best oh, documentary yeah. ever. Oh, it is!
2: It literally is the best country Light, documentary. Like Life changing. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it
0: says like like a history of
2: on film or something. Country a history on film or something. But yeah, it's uh, there's some conflicting dates here, but just uh, a year. The, or, yeah, yeah general consensus is uh, August first, nineteen twenty
1: seven. 1927. 1920. So okay, so nineteen twenties. So so yeah, late twenties we have American folk kind of being collected mm-hmm. into what then becomes
0: so that's that's a good uh you say twenties, right? Yeah. 19, that's a good yeah, uh fifty, 20s. sixty years depending on when rap becomes mm-hmm. a thing to you, right? Yeah.
1: And you know, you, you do have that lineage of, you know, the these folk songs that they're collecting. You know, we we were we were working on a song the other day, Bury Me Not, mm-hmm. you know, and that's always done as Bury Me Not on the Lone Prairie. Mm-hmm. It's a cowboy song. <laughs> but there are early, er, earlier versions of that song, which are Bury Me Not, like on the open sea. And there, it's mm-hmm. an old sailor tune, which you see, know, it's a couple hundred years older, you know, it was, it was a, like, I think, I think it comes out of Ireland, but, you know, a lot of these old English, Scottish, and I, um, Irish folk tunes, you know, came over, just settled in the, the mountains. You all all right over there? <laughs> and uh settled in the in the mountains and then they just kind of started simmering you, mm-hmm. you know yeah. and and the people you know who are playing i started to play a little faster and you know maybe mm-hmm. you learn this new guitar style and start start talking a little different you know cause mm-hmm. it, and um you know so there's like it, it depends you know if you say country music starts in 1927 let's just say as what? if you were going to do that
2: yeah well the uh I'm looking at Jimmy Rogers stuff and oh. the all the Carter family stuff said August first and second in Bristol, Tennessee. Uh August first and second, nineteen twenty seven. Okay. Uh it says Jimmy Rogers was there August third and the fourth, nineteen
1: twenty seven. Oh my god,
2: That's what okay, so I thought what? it was like <clears throat> that was like literally born that week.
0: Wow. It was like the Yeah, you know, that's pretty crazy. What a what a week. <clears throat> mhm.
1: Yeah. So So then, were you?
2: One more thing. Okay, it lasted from two p.m. to four twenty.
1: Whoa. (laughs) Okay, continue. So we're talking about the birth, right? So we kind of nailed down a little bit. Yeah.
0: Okay. So then we have, uh, and this is all. I'm sure there are varying uh, things with like rap too, where it becomes a thing, right? Um, So then you have the nineteen. 70s right so to my knowledge which could be totally and i'm sure it from the way it sounds it sounds kind of like the la like van halen backyard parties where it's like Mm -hmm. i mean who really knows what happened at van halen backyard parties but drugs so uh in the 1970s they began at block parties in new york city began sampling uh like looped drum tracks from like soul uh funk and uh disco stuff right
3: Sure. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so that's the birth of rap, right? So they're <laughs> okay. rapping over these things, right? Okay. So now you have. Now I think this is where the. And I don't want to segue on that. We can talk about that later. But I think this is where, if we're just looping drum tracks, that's mm-hmm. where we lose the melody and harmony, which is probably intentional, so that you can do whatever you want over it. You could sure. sing. You could you do it anything you want. All right. So. I think that's where it probably, that or a lot of the early rap falls into the people doing the, well, it doesn't have the harmony thing going mm-hmm. on, you know, and like, sure. uh, and somehow trying to unqualify it as music because of that. But uh, so then the first, uh, the 1979, yeah, uh, Sugar Hill Gang comes out with Rapper's Delight, which to my knowledge is the first like hit rap song. Okay. And then in 80,
1: you have Curtis Blow. Wait. I know nothing about the origin or like the, like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. That rules. Yeah. It is, does rule. Dude, it's super cool. Why is that? Yeah.
0: Golly. And it's like, I mean, that's pretty obvious for that probably reference yeah. comes from. I mean, the, the, the Curtis Blow thing. Uh. Uh, so yeah, so you got about like, depending on, I'm sure culturally there in those cities, like you, it was probably your thing, but that's Mm -hmm. when you were like, that was probably under, I mean, there's been many, there was much more underground rap after that, but like, that was like brand new, you know, that was being in on like, that was like being in on thrash in LA, you know, like back before it was even, anybody else knew what it was or something, you know? Um, so yeah, so, but I was... I was thinking that is interestingly similar to so we have now sampled uh percussion, right? So this is a um a live performance that is not being played by a band, which reminds me of and I could be hazy on this as well, but as far as I know, uh what was that? As far as I know, uh the like original reggae mm-hmm. um is it was really like bands basically in these like times of turmoil and revolution down in their country were uh recording reggae records and it'd be on like nasty $50 guitars, whatever they could find. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why to really get true, like reggae sound, you got to play, you know, you cannot play like when Stevie wonder does reggae, like, mm-hmm. uh um, damn, what's the name of that song? Uh, master blaster, right? Like it's like recorded with nice things and it's kind of like, wait,
1: he has a song called master blaster. Yeah, I believe so. Dude, why am I so? Can you search now.
0: that so I'm not saying the wrong name? I did not know
2: that. Who are we that, looking for?
0: Uh, Stevie Wonder, Master Blaster. Dude. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, so Jamaica. That's just, so uh, a club in Jamaica. The the competition between the best when best bands. It was the clubs that were competing who had the best stereo playing the reggae records. Hmm. So you might have three clubs playing the same record but the best stereo wins, interesting. you know? So yeah. that just makes me think of the uh, parallel of like rap also being a sort of a sampled uh, yeah. genre live at first. Yeah. I mean, there's to be so many live rapping over it, but
1: uh, wow. so that's kind of a you, neat... I think that's an interesting thought that that's, you know... Yeah, it's Master it, Blaster. It's gotta be. I, I think, uh, you know, I think people would, might balk at the idea that the... There's samples going on, and that you know the person who's maybe doing that does not perform all of those instruments, but I don't know. Like I feel like you could make the same argument if you wanted to. I mean, if you wanted to really push it, that well, Jimi Hendrix doesn't make all of those sounds. Like the the amplifier is is needed to do that. Mm. You know, it's like he needs this electronic equipment to make these sounds. Sure, yeah, and and it really just becomes, I th- I think where you draw the line yeah on you know okay well if you need that fuzz pedal or you need that pedal board or the amp or um you know when peter chris was doing the solo for kiss and they had like that phaser on his Mm -hmm. on his drums, it's like okay well when is it okay to just add effects Mm -hmm. and when do you just say well you're playing the samples that's an instrument, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Well, somebody said to me once, because I was like, <clears throat> I was like, well, I don't like to have things like pedals get in my way as to whether or not I can play. Like, I want to be able to like, or like mm-hmm. special devices or stuff. It's like, well, what if you forgot your guitar? You wouldn't be able to play either. And I'm like, I guess that is a valid point. It's <laughs> <laughs> was like,
1: ooh. Yeah. You, you should really learn to play without your uh, guitar, Tanner. I mean, I can't sing now. <laughs> <laughs> um...
2: The scat, yeah.
0: Oh, there was uh, there was something that you touched on. Go back, go back. Where were we at? Go back. There was something before we got into that. There was something I wanted to say about what you were saying. Uh, oh
1: man, okay. while you're thinking about that, mm-hmm. we're on the subject of scat. You know, Paul Hamilton, so mm-hmm. he played with the Texas Bob Wills, right? in the Texas Playboys. I think, the, so. okay, I think so. Okay, yeah. so they were still playing, and he would mm-hmm. he would sit in with them, and that was one of the things he would do is he would just like scat his solos while he was playing them, mm. and like sing them into the mic. And they, all, mm-hmm. he said, he, he said that uh, he was in a Dairy Queen one time, and their uh, fiddle player came in, and he walked into Dairy Queen in shorts and no shoes, and he was just like, "Oh hey, Paul, sounds like something you'd do." <laughs> Spoiler alert! It was me. Yeah. Uh and uh, he's walking. He's like, "Hey, Paul, I really like that thing you're doing the I mean, You know, and he's just like, "Thanks. You're one of the playboys. Uh, we're in Dairy Queen, and you've got. <laughs> you're not wearing. Oh, <clears throat> it, it was just as surreal to hear as I'm sure couldn't have been half as surreal to to actually be there at a Texas Dairy Queen. Not as cool of a story,
0: but still about Dairy Queen. You remember when we stopped there and I got the sandwich, and it was supposed to be the." barbecued like pulled pork sandwich and then it was a sloppy joe and they don't make sloppy joes <laughs> <laughs>
3: That
0: was my weirdest very
1: Queen experience Yeah if anybody has any information on what, what
0: town was that we said we'd never eaten that town <laughs>
3: ever again It was uh, a tea. It was we went
0: to the gas station and there was like a chicken restaurant with that like one chicken tender and there was like eight truck drivers and all of us fighting for it There was a bunch of
2: <laughs> a bunch of bikers in there too and they yeah. and they decided to have uh both the attendants go over and run the chicken line. Uh-huh. So then, like the chicken line got done, but then the line to mm-hmm. get gas was like around the building. Yeah. And, and that one guy threw the sandwich like in the little basket, so they were really
0: upset about it going bad. And like one guy kept telling they were coming back for it. Like, he's not coming back for it. It's in like
2: the apple thing.
1: <laughs> he just got sick of waiting. <laughs> that,
2: that town sucked. I don't know yeah. where it was. Right outside Nashville. Uh, yeah. I will say it was. Never, uh, never again. Weird to have a Dairy Queen Sloppy Joe when I know they don't do that. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, If you have any information on that, uh, leave, uh, yeah. leave
1: us a comment. Or update. <laughs> <laughs> bad, right? yeah. <laughs> well, I would also be interested, and this is not to contradict you, but you know we're talking about 1927 as being a real pivotal year for country music. 1979, 1980 for rap music. I'd be really interested to know because I'm sure these are contested and there's like multiple, mm-hmm. you know, it's just wherever you pin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd love to know where But well, you,
0: you know. get that thing where you start uh, having the competing mm-hmm. who was most influential type things, you know, oh, like sure. yeah. was was anybody li- like maybe this guy did it first. What was anybody listening mm. type thing? Oh, that you know? is a
1: really hard one. Mm-hmm. I remember doing going through with the, the rock and roll stuff with that. And yeah, you know how many people were doing stuff, uh-huh. you know, I really like talking about that one. That one's cool. We should we should do that one. Yeah,
0: we'll do it a different depth. time. But um, do you have another thing you want to talk about before I go into something? You got? Well, you, you go so back
1: to your. You, thing. You've been you've been doing real um, historical. You've been looking at dates. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'd like to go philosophical at some point, but let's I don't. Do I don't want to cut you off. No, let's do a little bit. Let's go. Okay. Oh, we'll go back to dates later. No, no it's <laughs> over. No, it's just. <laughs> no, this? no. Let's go ahead and finish dates. Let's go ahead. Let like let, let's okay. Let's roll that, um, and then
0: we'll, we'll. I've got my paper here. So I want to go back a little bit. To where we um, can maybe definitively draw the line as to where rap and country split originally. Oh yeah. So and then maybe where they like w- we can go into why they make sense to put together. Yeah. But why they weren't together before that might yeah. be a good place okay. to go back. So uh, when was the end of the Civil War? Sixty-eight.
3: Or... Golly. That sounds right. I should know this. You should. Ding. Ding, 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 ding. Well, I was
0: homeschooled,
1: you that's know. Right. So. Sorry. Johnny you know the end of
2: the Civil War? Um Nineteen uh 1865, so Okay. Oh. So uh Blues is usually considered being born
0: around somewhere in the eighteen sixties, right? So we're probably uh we're probably dealing with uh I'm sure the splurge of that is obviously people having their literal. F- <laughs> what? <laughs> what I do?
1: Sorry. The splurge just caught me off guard. Oh, yeah. I was not prepared. Sorry.
0: The splurge of that <laughs> is people having their freedom <laughs> to go around and actually do what they want to do. Yeah. Right. So uh, we have blues being born, which is born in the South the United States. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a ton of stuff you could roll up into there. I'd say it's mainly the music coming uh, from the. The slaves, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure a lot of it is also like Irish folk kind of trickles in there. You have the instruments, Mm -hmm. you have the banjo coming in, you got the guitar coming in, uh, which I believe is, well, actually, you know, aside from drums and uh, like a flute type instrument, Mm -hmm. a stringed guitar like instrument is the oldest um, historical instrument. We have a, there's a hieroglyph in Egypt that Mm -hmm. is dates back to super far and go, which is kind of cool that the, the it, guitar like has a
1: nice. Wait, is there like an amp with it? And people like going, like,
0: yeah, nice. with the UFO is like ringing it down. Uh, <laughs> it's hooked up to a UFO, <laughs> and they're like, uh, so, um, yes, yeah, so we get that all that born in the South the United States, right? So blues is born, and I would argue that since like the really important classical music, like we're talking the the founding fathers of classical, mm-hmm. like like a written classical music like Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, those guys. Blues is the biggest thing to hit the planet musically since then. Uh as far as changing yeah. things, influence, importance and, you know, just being a new thing. You yeah. know, it's like a lot of people are following those rules forever, mm-hmm. you know. Um or just building off of them, right? So we got blues comes in. So blues is like the uh grandpa,
1: right? Are you okay?
0: <laughs> sorry. I'm Why probably... do you keep making those faces at me?
1: <laughs> I'm really trying to not just, like, burp, oh. and it's not working. I'm sorry. Just do it. Just burp. It's <laughs> yeah. It's okay. uh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: So, um, blues is the father of,
1: you know. Uh, the grandfather.
0: The grandfather of that. jazz, mm-hmm. funk, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and rock and roll, obviously, oh, right? Yeah. So, um, you have the Irish folk stuff is really what trickled into the Carter family and Jimmy Rogers stuff first, right? Mm And they were literally going and taking those things. Like, that was exactly what they were pulling from. Yeah. It was like family folk songs, probably predominantly Irish lyrics, Mm -hmm. right? So, you don't have a lot of that, probably blues stuff in that yet. You Mm -hmm. know, if anything else, it's just like. A mountain family mm-hmm. of Irish <laughs> of Irish folks, you know, probably haven't interacted with a, like a gospel church or mm-hmm. a traveling blues artist of the time, you know, yeah. by the time we're in the, you know, 1920s. Yeah. Uh, so blues definitely predates the country thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, country is like weird. It starts snowballing as soon as you try to market it and change it and resell it and mm-hmm. pa- repackage it and make different things all the time. Um, so, blues, you get the the kids of that, right? So you get, uh, um, funk, jazz, uh, obviously way later, rock and roll. Um, but you get the, um, then you have things like rap. Start sans- sampling, you know, gospel over here is like, uh, obviously it's got the church part of it, but it's like, you know, that definitely, um, like gospel is, I would probably argue is maybe 50 50 blues and, sorry, soul is 50 50 blues and gospel. Okay. You know, like with the instrumentation, then with the vocals, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so when you have rap sampling those, you know, they got, their rap is sampling disco, soul, funk. That is like the kids of blues. Okay. Right. So it's sort of the grandkids, I guess you'd say of blues, right? Okay. So then you've got in the fifties, I would say like rock and roll really takes hold. Right. So that's about 20, 30 years before rap. Right? spilled. So rock and roll may be the youngest child of uh blues. Okay. Right. So it's the it's the uh the the youngest kid in the family, right? Uh Okay, hey, let me get back here. <laughs>
1: I'm going to pour myself
3: another yeah. drink.
0: Um
1: zero calories.
2: Sorry, I can't help you. I wasn't paying attention. I've been no, it's okay. I'm just, I'm, just, the tour I'm, just, I'm
0: just thinking when they collide, like for the first yeah. time.
2: So
1: Bill Haley in the Comets, I believe, is. Uh, I, I've heard that kind yeah. of did before. As was,
0: well, and obviously, once you get to the '60s, all the folk artists and all the blues artists are like slamming together. I mean, that's like you know we've got that's the explosion of that. Is, I'm sure it's happening in the '50s.
1: Can you look at Bill Haley in the Comets, the uh, Rock Around the Clock? Yeah, what you drinking there, Tanner?
0: Oh, I got a little bit of Miller High Life. This was also donated by a friend of mine who <laughs> thought
1: they didn't leave it at my house. Thank you, Mr. Elza Goodlow. <laughs> um, so I've heard that one say that that is the f- first song that has all of the elements mm. of like rock and roll, rhythm and blues, and what was country it
2: in particular you're looking for?
1: The Rock Around the Clock is that the oh, Rock? Is that okay? Or am I getting my artist mixed up here?
2: No, that's... uh... Oh, yeah. That sounds right.
1: So, and and again, maybe not... I'm not, you know, trying to make a case for... He is the definitive artist that... This is just a a moment in history when these things really coalesced into a cohesive one thing. Yeah. And this is what... What year did this come out? 1954. Yeah. so So, 54, and then... But... So you had then said at some point then, so these are all rhythm and blues, country, well, they're kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, and that's like, you know, once we hit the 60s and then held it in the 70s, that's mm-hmm. when it's like, you know, we got stuff like Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. We got Bob Dylan's like picking up an electric guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so uh, I feel like musically, like theory wise, and I won't go too far into it, but what we're looking at when we go back to the blues artists, the, the guitar guys, uh, a lot of times it starts with open tunings, right? So what happens is when you're using a slide and open tunings, every chord becomes major, right? So they're following okay. their ear. So you get a lot of uneducated uh, musicians at the time. And I say mm-hmm. uneducated as in they're just they're just following what they know, right? Mm-hmm. Not as in like, but there wasn't a lot of educated musicians at the time either. Yeah. Um, well, and this
1: is part of how that classical theory of somebody who would have composed on the classical tradition. Yes. Yes. You okay. know, being schooled in this uh-huh. and then continuing that versus. And you just hear it, you know, it's like.
0: Yeah. And you got the what's is it Stephen Foster who wrote like, "Road Mary, right? So he's writing basically pop hits in the eighteen hundreds, right? Oh, wow. So like yeah, so a lot of these people are probably hearing that as well. So uh, you know you're you're basically like you know us, mm-hmm. whatever our level of music theory knowledge is, we write with what we're familiar with and what we've heard, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you have a lot of people who write a lot of great songs and know nothing about what they're playing, and that's totally fine and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And and really cool and good and it is not better or worse than anything else. Well,
1: and that's how we learn language in general. Yeah, like absolutely. that's how we initially learn our first language. Yeah, so that's how we we learn. So,
0: yeah. So uh, you've got there's a lot of um, I shouldn't say a lot, but we. Oh, oh, I remember the thing I was going to say earlier. The idea of a song being finished. Ooh. So Ooh. collecting those songs really, to me. Uh, is the point where we learn how to record Mm
1: -hmm. okay
0: you know it's like uh all those family songs right those songs probably evolved over generations and generations and like you know shanties like whatever happened to them that week you know it's like Mm -hmm. was what became a part of that song right and they just keep evolving but now we have this idea that there is a definitive moment when a song is finished or at least for that moment um it is uh there is a there's a snapshot of what it is right now. Like the Grateful Dead always talk about how like a recording is really just a picture of what, how we play this song right now and how we play it in 10 years might be totally different. Mm -hmm. Some people view that even more as like, this is the
1: song and that's how you learn it. And and every performance henceforth Mm -hmm. should be as close to this as possible. And if you don't, you're wrong. Yeah. You mess it up. Right. Um,
0: yeah. Can't relate to that. Uh, messing up. I can't. Can't remember lyrics to dinks. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, so you got the uh the early guitar players and originally, you know, they're just singing over one chord. So when you get those ideas of like bad to the bone, that's like a one chord tune, right? So then we got to where uh you would hear those blues singers stop singing or stop playing mm-hmm. and would sing up to like a imaginary five chord and then come back down, right? Mm-hmm. So then you like keep they, playing again. Yeah. So it's like they wouldn't be playing the chord, but they'd be singing up to it, right? Mm. So that kind of comes back into the whole thing. I feel like you and I have talked about where, you know, if you stand along the idea that uh, music is melody, harmony, and rhythm, then like how is singing the happy birthday song, acapella, mm. music, right? Yep. So it's like, you know, they started singing these uh, over these harmonies that were like in their head, but they weren't playing them yet, right? So then you finally get yeah. to like what you think okay. of as like our our 12 bar blues uh form, right? Mm. And the idea of that is it's a 12 it's a 12 measure uh repeating uh chord progression that is 9 times out of 10 exactly the same with slight variations and and uh um you know, um improvising and coming up with the new lyrics every time, right? This we're also talking, you know, when this was invented, we're still talking pre-recording mm-hmm. time, you know. Uh So now that gets us to Semi-modern blues, right? 1900s stuff. Okay. So now we're singing over uh, still solo guitar, like the Robert Johnson stuff. There's a really yeah. good Robert Johnson, like intro to Robert Johnson documentary on Netflix right now if you don't know anything about him. And he is not the first blues artist to have claimed to sold his soul to the devil, but he is the one who gets all the credit. So he would be an example of somebody who like was, really?
1: that, was that part of his deal with the devil? Was that he wants all the credit for being the first one?
3: <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: Gene Simmons showed up and wrote him a contract <laughs> up and said, "You get all the rights for it." <laughs> uh, Thanks, Gene. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so um, you know, he is he to me he is one of the first g- really good marketing blues vocalists, and uh, the the there are, I think now three or four known photographs of him. We've actually found two in the past couple years. One or two. I can't remember if there was... um,
2: Yeah, I feel like we found there was like two more that came out this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Super mysterious. And like...
1: I I found one on your kitchen counter (laughs)
2: when John cleaned it off the other day. I
0: got about 30 bucks for that one. Um, He... uh, (laughs) So his... his, uh, I think there are... It's either 13 or 26 studio recordings of Robert Johnson. I. I believe they were all done in the same day. Wow. And the... Legend has it, as he comes into the studio, they set up a microphone for him in the corner. He just faced the microphone for a few hours, cut them all, didn't look at anybody, and left. And the most common um, accepted uh, way for his death was that he was murdered by one of the... There's actually a really good documentary that just interviews all of his girlfriends that are still alive, and they're like all in their 90s, and he had a girlfriend in every town. Whoa. And the the deal was that they think he probably ended up getting caught. Husband uh-huh. shot him or something like that. Nobody really knows how he died, but um so then we get over to the if you look at the guitar theory wise Ooh. for sort of folk based stuff, right? Okay. And you have a little more standard uh 145e, a little more classical derivative, you know, okay. a little more straightforward like diatonic to the major scale. Um Maybe a secondary dominant here and there. Ding, ding, ding. ding five of five. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Uh, <laughs> but very similar where we have this idea where we have a the same mm-hmm. musical backdrop for the lyrics that fit your life. Mm. Right? So Ooh. it's like that's why we have all those Irish songs that have different lyrics. You know, my melody. You know, Silver Hair Daddy of Mine is something else
1: to somebody else. Yeah.
0: And so I think that's another good, compelling argument mm-hmm. that those those genres are similar at birth.
1: Um, I don't know if you just wanted to set up the perfect segue. I did, but you did. Are you telling me I'm getting a segue for
3: Christmas? <laughs> no. I've wanted
1: one of them ever since it came out. Since I saw that
0: chimpanzee riding that one YouTube video, oh, man. you could be. Uh... All right, laying on me, big dog. All right, well. Uh... <laughs> Well, sorry, are you going by log now, big log? <laughs>
1: <laughs> big log, yep. That's, uh, that's what the bowel movements look like, you know? Um, never seen one.
2: Never seen a solid one. <laughs> Why'd you have to tell them that? Everybody knows. They don't need to no know stuff like that.
1: <laughs> well... um. So, you're you're talking, you know the 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 per, you know uh, blues, rap, mm-hmm. country. These folk songs are all kind of for people. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that is the definition of folk art or music in the mm-hmm. the idea that the art itself is created. <laughs> <laughs> This is real highbrow stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's created for a group of people to service them in some way. Sure. You know, that's. (laughs) That's first when I said splooge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He said splurge. We'll censor that later. (laughs) Okay. No.
2: We won. (laughs) What
1: are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um but for real. Mm-hmm. Uh so I mean the, the definition just of folk art, you know, is is that it's the the people, the music of the people, the uh art of the people. So you know, when you're talking about populations, mm-hmm. you know, the Irish moving in, the yeah. English coming in, you know, um populations of freed slaves. mm mm-hmm. Mhm kind of trying to figure something out you know so we're we talking in the united states right now yeah well i mean i mean it would be anywhere okay you know gotcha, but yeah. um i mean i'll tell you if you want to hear some really wild stuff there's like turkish folk which is as close as they could figure it what homer would have been singing whoa because he you know um the greek you know it's not not yeah so homer would have actually like lived in turkey Okay, Which is, when he was doing he, stuff? Okay. Yeah, so he was not huh. like mainland Greece. He was, um, oh man, my great, great professor. If Odysseus see, was here to see you now, <laughs> oh, he would just slaughter me. Uh, is it, okay, look up the, is it the Ionian coast, I believe, or the Doric? Ionian, mode oh. one of the major
2: scale. Oh, hey.
1: Boom.
0: Whoa, we we're, got, pe- we're piecing together you know, Da Vinci's code here, boys. Now, <laughs> what is it
2: about this this mode coast that you?
1: Okay, so do you type in Ionian? Is it bringing up Turkey?
3: Um. No. Okay. Well, well I, can... I, I I don't know. It's
2: yeah. You, you're I, okay. Is this well, a? That's Greece. Is this a map? <laughs> Oh, I like, I like this.
1: <laughs> I like maps. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, the the Greek speaking worlds were, you know, they had a little bit all around the Mediterranean, but they were in Greece, which mm-hmm. is why, actually, I don't know if you know this. That's actually why it's called Greece, because Greeks were there. What? Whoa. Yeah. Right. But anyway, uh, but they were also in Turkey. Update. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> they are also in Turkey. Now, again, that whole coast. So when they went, when the uh, Spartans went and fought in the Trojans, mm-hmm. the Trojans were in Turkey. They're Greek-speaking peoples in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer would have been in. Is that where Turkey. is that where Troy is? Yeah, Turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's where Heinrich Schliemann went and eventually found all what nine of. Them when he went in with, in with in. his aviators
0: and <laughs> dynamited
1: every country, yeah, just blew all of Troy up. Yeah, found it. Married a Turkish gal Dressed her up In all of the gold And said I'm taking this now
0: It was like It was like The villain Indiana Jones Needed to
1: stop <laughs> There was I mean, no Indiana Jones Yeah there's no Indiana Jones And I think they only Recently returned All of that gold Back to Turkey Oh my god Anyway I'm sorry That was the worst Rabbit trail ever Anyway um, So The one. Iliad Would have been sung Right They would have been okay. a song So they would have just It would have been a folk song Basically Even chapter three <laughs> Chapter two. Chapter two. Catalog of ships. Well, so actually, the catalog of ships is a really interesting point. John had seven tractors. He also had a buzz saw in the
3: garage.
1: <laughs> Three okay. cabinets that he made for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but seriously, that's it's a really interesting point for Folkart because the catalog of ships is if you know if you've read the the Iliad, it's it's the list of all the people from Greece who outfitted ships uh-huh. and how many men they brought. Uh-huh. so if you're from that city you can go you know oh my gosh that that's where i'm from we we mm-hmm. brought three ships yeah you know that was we kicked ass yeah. so i mean you know um i was in the there's a, a museum in lexington missouri and there was a about like a
0: wall plaque basically but like in a verbal form you know like
1: a yeah, exactly
3: yeah that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. and so
1: um there is a uh a little bit of, um, there's a museum in Lexington, Missouri, and they have pictures of different people who fought at the Battle of Lexington. Mm-hmm. And there is a man listed on the wall, James Cook, spelled the same way as my name. He has even the same beard that I have. Wow. Oh, yeah, so you, sent me yeah. That. you sent me that. Yeah, he, he enlisted in Monmouth, Illinois. Oh, my God. Which is the town I was born in and grew up in. So, but, but you're <laughs> not related? I mean, could be. How would you not be related? I mean, that, I, are there like seven
0: people in Monmouth. <laughs>
1: Two of them I, are your. I don't know, but like you know, eight of them are your family. But the you know the what, you know the, the the emotion that I felt when I saw that, yeah, that I was like, oh my god, here is yeah. this guy from Monmouth. We have the same last name, yeah. He looks like me, yeah. I mean, and and not even just the beard. Like, if you just like kind of mm-hmm. like, squint your eyes, you are like, that's me. You know, wow. it's wild. So. When you it's really have, cool. when you have the catalog of ships, you know. Imagine if you are, imagine you're telling the story of D-Day. Yeah, right. And you're like, um, yeah, and uh, in Kirksville, Missouri, mm-hmm. you know, sent 57 men to Omaha Beach. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, That's damn right, we did. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, yeah. I think catalog of ships would probably have been one of the more exciting chapters for yeah. people to hear. Of course, we call it a chapter, but it, you know, it's it a good one So, so I, that,
0: I'm sure back then too, like you. You know, now we can just like Google things we want to satisfy us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if we were working, if we had a farm to survive, you know, 360 days of the year, we probably just like work. Yeah. So the one day you get to feel pride other than just like, you know, oh, it, yeah. it, pride is not as readily accessible <laughs> as it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And the, so the, the bards were traveling, you know, people and they would, so they'd, you know, they'd show up in town mm-hmm. and you'd feed them while they were there. And they'd sing for you at night. Mm. You know, so they, you know, if you think the Iliad is 24 chapters and it takes about an hour from what, you know, estimate Mm -hmm. to sing that or each chapter. So it's 24 hours. Are you, You are you trying to pitch our next live album? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I will say it makes me, you know, when we do four. John the Green. (laughs) (laughs) But would we, you know, when we do four hours, you know, with no breaks. Yeah. You know, I think. I mean, that's probably what they would have done, you know, just yeah. saying for a couple hours mm-hmm. next night, do another couple hours, yeah. you know, then maybe done the Odyssey the next night or some version of it. Yeah. Because I think it, it was probably told for about 800 years, they, they reckon, before it got written down the mm. first time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so anyway, back to folk art. you know, yeah. that song, the Iliad, mm-hmm. that song, that 24 hour song was, was written for the Greek peoples. Sure. You know, Um <clears throat> So, and that was kind of uh, to serve a purpose for them, to entertain, to provide history. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things were wrapped up in all the functions were wrapped up together. Mm-hmm. Um. So, for the folk art that's coming over, you know, with the like the Irish, Scotch, and English immigrants, you know, you've got their stories, sure. whatever those are. Yeah, yeah, You know, and um, you know, unfortunately, with the you know with Africans, you know. You're, you're getting a lot of that stripped away yeah, and, and that's forced w- out of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, they were, you know, to, to a great degree forcibly converted to Christianity. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it seems that that was taken to, you know, the, the story of the Hebrews and, you know, going out of, you know, across the river Jordan that, you know, that mm-hmm. they took, took that and, and, and made it into something, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to, how to say that, you know, but like they took that story and, and made it their own in a, in a whole nother way, you know, yeah. in a really beautiful way. Because um, they had, they had no story anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So when you have, you know, AP Carter going around collecting these different folk stories, mm-hmm. you know, you have, um, then you have like Robert Johnson going around and seeing these stories and he's singing the stories that are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, when you think about, it, you know, a blues song, it's like, well, it's, it's a lot of crying and mm-hmm. being sad. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, so it's, um,
0: have you seen Django Unchained? I have. Uh, so I don't know if that story, the German folk song of Hildy or story of Hildy is true that they use in that movie. But basically the movie becomes the story of the German folk story of Hildy. But told because the his wife's name is Hildy.
1: Jamie Foxx's wife. Oh, I don't I apparently I think I saw that right when it came out. I okay. Mean, I haven't seen it since.
0: So uh the guy who plays the Nazi and in, uh and Glorious Bastards, he's like the shittiest guy in the world in Glorious Bastards in the next Quentin Tarantino movie, he's the like the coolest guy. And he's still a German, which is funny too. Hmm. But he's helping he frees Django and is helping him find Hildy. And the story is that there's a, uh, a folk story of Hildy who gets like saved from my, I wish I could, I just watched it the other day, but I was probably half drunk. Um, But essentially half? this, yeah, the, the movie becomes a Western retelling Whoa. of the, the German story of rescuing Hildy. Whoa. And, uh, that's very archetypal. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but it reminds me of yeah. when you said the taking a story and like Hildy and, Jamie Foxx are both slaves, mm-hmm. but that becomes their story. Yeah, literally. Wow, him rescuing her—that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool. And that's—I mean—and just the idea that that story is retold as a different story. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that. Um,
0: well, it's like Shakespeare. Yeah, every story is Shakespeare. You know. <clears throat> yeah, even if it's episode one and three of
1: Star Wars. You know, it's yeah. And I mean that you know the fact that the Mandalorian is a is a western that a western is a samurai story that a samurai story is a King Arthur yeah. story that a King Arthur story is. Um, mm-hmm. The Enuma Elish, you know, that they're all the same stories. So and, you know, in the fact that a story and a song are the same thing is like when you sing and when you tell,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, or if in the case of the Iliad there, you tell and you sing it, at same, it's the same thing.
0: It's all vibrations,
1: man. It's all vibrations. Um, it's all vibrations, really. Um, <clears throat> okay. So folk is the art of the people, mm-hmm. right? So that is um, just a, a, a basic definition
2: and if you're right over there, John, I saw you. I was just um uh, sorry, Michael to interrupt, but I was reading a little bit about that uh the story of uh uh Hildebrand is that mm-hmm. what we're mm-hmm. probably looking at yeah. yeah Wikipedia says that it is uh it was written in the eight thirties, wow, two spare wow. leaves eight thirty a d uh, I believe so. Yeah. On two spare leaves of the outside of a religious codex, in the monastery of Fulda, they just found it. It was like written on a piece of scrap paper. Whoa! Jeez! Yeah, that's cool. Okay, <clears throat> carry on, Michael.
1: Wow! wow. to drop
2: leaves light. too, right? Yeah, that's cool.
1: Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of those older texts you can actually still see because they'd take leaves and press them together. Hmm. You know to make the paper, mm-hmm. and you can actually still like kind of see outlines of leaves. Oh. Some of them, it's cool. It's, it's wild. Um. So, <clears throat> the point of the folk art is mm-hmm. to serve the people, and so if you have music that is made for a population of people, mm-hmm. and so country music is folk music mm-hmm. because it's made for you know, white, middle class, you know, middle Western and Southern mm-hmm. Americans, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of the, there is a group of people and then you create the music for those people. Mm-hmm. And then rap and hip hop also has a, a, you know, a demographic, mm-hmm. you know, African American, urban. Mm-hmm generally younger, you know, country might lean more towards like you know, middle-aged maybe. Sure. Right? I mean, it's like Taylor Swift was kind of I mean, people, you know, market to kids, but um yeah.
0: Well, uh, that that gets into the genre of pop of anything, though, too. Yeah. Now we're into like a selling Red Bull and Kleenex version of those genres
3: too, yeah. you know.
1: And and uh rap generally tends to market a little bit younger and um, but there is a population, you, you know, and, and you do what that population wants. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that is a big, that's where attention starts to build. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've get some, you get somebody like Sturgill Simpson who mm-hmm. comes out and says, you know, I'm making country music. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to his interviews, he's very adamant that he does what he wants. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. I would argue then that that makes him not country Mm. in a folk sense, Mm -hmm. right? What he does sounds country because he uses steel guitars because he, you know, has a Southern accent. There's, there's kind of a lot of these trappings about country music, but he also puts out rock albums with samurai movie. Yeah. You know, I feel uh, like that's where you get into the idea of country
0: as a, uh, market word. Yeah. You know,
1: exactly. And you know, which is funny. I think, I tried to pull up a few. Quotes. I think that's the one people get
0: most upset about, which is interesting too. You know, they, yeah. they get upset about it being marketed as country,
1: not being folk. Yes, exactly. You know? So I, I pulled up a couple of interesting. So th- this is one of the ways that folk and hip hop, or country and hip hop, are both folk, is because there is a. Since they're being marketed to and made for a demographic. Mm hmm. I hear Toby. He's pounding the door. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 demographic. I need to take a shit. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. Um, that demographic has in has is is invested in the in the the music mm-hmm. because that reflects on who they are. Sure. Right. Yeah. So so if you are, we can hear Toby. I don't know if you can hear Toby back there, but uh, he's mad as hell. He, yeah. You know, so. If, um you know, what people don't like is the people that say they represent them, not representing them in a way mm-hmm. that they don't agree with, right? Or it casts them in a light that they don't sure. like. Okay, so um, rap and hip hop have this idea, uh, rap and hip hop and then country both have this idea of identity wrapped up in the music and protecting that is very important. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, Sturgill Simpson has this quote i'm tired you know it's in one of his songs i'm tired of y'all playing dress up and trying to sing them old country songs which so he's he's saying you know i don't want you to pretend mm-hmm. to be the thing you know i want you to be real mm-hmm. so um i have a couple of different ones pulled up here uh this is one my wife sings fairly John, frequently bush bush oh you I only drink my friend's beer. It's, I, I promise I'm not like this all the time. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll wait till you're done. John's music's over. <laughs> right. Okay, so, so back to the other side. Here is uh, J-Lo, Jennifer yeah. Lopez. Um Jenny from The Block starts out. I lost my place where she starts singing. Oh, the first line she says in the song, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still Jenny from The Block. Mm. All right, so she's, She's admitting right up front that she is wearing more jewelry than most Mm -hmm. of her fans can afford. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But don't be fooled. I'm still you. Mm -hmm. I'm still you know. It's like that. That's like let's 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 get that out. I feel like that's where the folk. So I've I've heard
0: you say this before. The folk sings from the bottom up. Yes. Yes. And I feel like when you reach pop, the thing that happens, regardless of your genre, is you sing from the top down, Mm -hmm. and you sing. You have you either have more jewelry than them, Mm -hmm. and you get more dick than them whoa yeah and uh you have better trucks mm-hmm. you got more land yeah you know it's just it's like it's the same
1: got better hunting blinds yeah
0: that's the weird like mm-hmm. once it becomes i feel like the pop version of it it sings down
1: yeah which i think that is kind of the consistent there's this like cycle of i mean there's i think uh Colter wall kind of just um made a splash because he's he's down in texas working as a Ranch Hand
0: Canada Canada? Texas? Joe His ranch is in Canada
2: Joe Rogan somebody's gonna, have to, somebody's gonna have to no, I uh, hey, 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 Fact check The fact checker I, really.
0: I only know this because Him and Cody well, Jenks Cody has a ranch in Texas And they went and visited Each other's ranch Oh Well Which uh, culture well, is Canadian Well so yeah. yeah
1: He's also enormous
2: Um, He's an enormous he's Canadian He's actually a very small man but
3: No
1: What? No Fact check this. Coulter Wall is an enormous man.
2: I'm pretty sure I thought he was tiny. He's no. tiny, dude. Yeah.
3: How big do you think he is? Like well, nine I, foot tall. I have
1: seen pictures of him with other people. You think he's one of them yeah, giants? Those, from those,
0: them? Those rewalk. <laughs> have you been watching Ancient Aliens? Where they have giants? No. Where they find giants every day?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I swear I've seen pictures of him with people that he's like literally twice their height. Were they children? I mean, wait. I mean, I was. He had to be at least six and a half feet tall.
0: <laughs> what?
1: What? Are you saying <laughs> the wrong guy? Are you thinking like?
0: Bill Nye, the really tall guy, or something, Are you or of Justin Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Bill
3: Nye, <laughs>
1: I don't. I don't think you're thinking of the same. Wow. Okay. Comment in the. Uh, Coulter is one of my favorites, but I do not know his height. Well, okay. Everybody, comment in on this and uh, give us your estimations of if Coulter Wall's height, please. <laughs> I would like to know. It's not listed. He's only been seen in public in wheelchairs.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Um, it must not be uh, very extreme in either direction because. Right.
0: Have you checked Wikipedia? Uh,
2: yeah. It's, Have you tried Canadapedia? Have you tried a Mimi? Here's a. Here's, <laughs> here's. a picture of him sitting in a square body, and he he looks about looks shorter than I do. So God, you guys, I
1: can't. Why do you think he was so big? I've seen pictures <laughs> of him with other people, and he was like a foot taller than them.
0: Was it a small woman? Or a he was on
1: a box No It was that Vincent Neal Emerson guy That's always playing Freebird
2: Probably got some of them You're talking about us Big high, no. high, no. high well, how, Do you know how tall uh, Vince Neal Or Vince <laughs> Me- <laughs> Maybe
1: <laughs> I don't know I never saw Molly Crew live um,
0: <laughs> He was huge I did I would, If I was him I would change my name To Venison Venison Neal <laughs> And I would go with that for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like I have my my lack of uh, height perception.
2: Sorry. Depth depth perception. Really, I anyway,
0: totally your,
2: Go back to everything pre-Culture uh, Wall's height and that he's from Texas. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's here. I'm seeing him. I'm looking at some other pictures.
1: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I was wrong. I'm sorry.
2: He was probably <laughs> in the stand-up
0: wheelchair in that picture. He's got one of those where it makes him look real tall.
1: Oh, wait. Here. Oh, hold on. You know where where is I I found it here. Where the ranch is,
2: how tall he is, are actually not important to the point I was even trying to make. (laughs) This this uh this ad or this uh site here says that he is uh three.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The point is that he works on a ranch, and everybody must be e-bombs world. That can't be right. (laughs) And that everybody thinks he's a badass because he still works on a ranch.
2: I think he's bad. We can can agree with that. Okay,
1: I mean that's 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 the thing that people like to talk about.
0: Is that where everybody likes Addison Lee?
1: (laughs) Could be. He sells cattle. You know. So, okay, Coulter, if you're listening, to hell with you. I'll standardize your height.
3: I would like it. <laughs> it's
2: probably not in, not probably not even uh, listed in units we can understand here in America. Yeah. <laughs> Three hundred and seventy-nine <laughs> meters tall.
1: <laughs> I'd like that listed in the liner notes of your album, please. Okay. So, people like Colter Wall because he works on a ranch. Yeah. They think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. That also is a thing in hip hop music. Yeah, that a lot of people say, oh, they're still selling drugs. They still run drugs. They're, that's that is like a mm-hmm. badge of honor that they're still doing the thing you mm-hmm. do. All right. Mm-hmm. So there's this crisis of identity that you know, how, have you sold out? All right. Yeah, so, the
0: sellout thing. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So everybody.
1: Um, I I I found a couple of tunes, and I don't I don't really actively listen to Aaron Lewis, but he had one where I thought the line really. Uh, Encapsulated this because he it was it was written really well as far as a him trying to draw the line about what is country what is not which mm-hmm. you know I mean is really ironic for the singer of stained you know yeah. I feel like I'm I'm young enough for that to be weird but you know, it's like
0: one of those things where the fact is so obviously like in your face yeah you know where you're like trying to like I'm real country and you're like yeah but you're also stained
1: yeah.
2: you know so it's like you're he is
1: stained by his former career. <laughs>
2: Just like I said, I just found a picture of Colter Wall sitting next to a fellow with a heavy western hat on.
1: Oh no, kidding. You save that. I would
2: Is it Daniel Hall. Does does he uh does he look enormous? He's actually very small. Gosh, my world but is. But the heavy western hat looks incredible.
1: <laughs> does it look incredibly huge? <laughs>
2: yeah. It covers his eyes. I'm uh I'm so I'm sorry, sh- Michael. I would just
1: I'm shook. I I don't know even what to say. Um Okay, so uh Man. Uh, okay, but so this this identity thing—I mean, that's really yeah. important, mm-hmm. and you have to defend it, right? Don't sell out. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, Aaron Lewis—that—that's—that
0: is an interesting point. It's kind of like, uh, Darius Rucker. Yeah. You know, it's like you have this thing where it's like, well, you were really, really big as Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. So does other things you do matter? You know, it's mm. like. It's so like Aaron Lewis, it's like, well, I mean, we saw you be really not country mm-hmm. for a really long time. I don't care. Yeah. I think you're cool in I think you're cool in both things, but yeah. there are a lot of people who I feel like who really are steadfast that he is real country mm-hmm. where if you'd put some, you know, if the singer of Creed came out with a really badass outlaw country record, you know, does his like rock and roll cred mm-hmm. come into, you know, it's like, it's this yep. sort of like, sort of just like, we're just kind of breezing over some of the like facts of it to, for these, like, how does it make you feel? Which mm-hmm. I think like a lot of this stuff comes down to just how does this person make you feel? Which,
1: yeah, that, and that should
0: be, I
1: think, if you're talking about art, yeah. that should be the most yeah, important thing. Sure. Yeah. um and if
0: But I feel like, but to take it out of the context is weird. You know, it's like by how I feel, I'm judging them. I'm saying now that is fact. Mm hmm. It's like if I just said I f- you make me feel good and I like this art and that's mm-hmm. that'd be the thing. But now it's like because of how I feel, you are factually
1: lame. Yeah. Like yeah, because
0: how I feel, Creed or Nickelback is factually
1: lame. Mm-hmm. It's like what's that have to do with how I feel? Yeah. Well, I yeah. That, so that is a weird weird thing to do mm-hmm. with this, where people are very territorial mm-hmm. about this, which you know, and I love country music. Oh yeah, and I like a lot of rap and hip hop. So I'm you mm-hmm. know I don't I'm not condemning any of this yeah, you know, yeah i mean this is just how how we as people do this mm-hmm. um you know but there was um Corey smith we played with him a couple years ago uh here in columbia yeah and he was actually surprisingly tall he was one that was very tall <laughs> now i don't remember that <laughs> uh but so what was really odd is i found i you know I, I and i just did google search on like you know songs about country you mm-hmm. know and he came up and it was a song about, oh, you got your cowboy hat, you got your big boots on, mm-hmm. oh, you got your big truck. And it was you know it was kind of the dig in the stereotypical country singer, mm-hmm. right? And Corey Smith is a country singer. Mm-hmm. And it was not a country song. Mm. It was like a, a blues funk song. Mm. So I thought it was really interesting that he would take that like lyrical twist, mm-hmm. but then just be like... A blues funk.
3: He almost wonder if that points.
0: Is it
1: ironic? I, yeah, I don't know. I, could, know. I, I, you know, and I didn't spend that much time. So maybe, yeah. maybe he's got something going on that I'm just like not aware of. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll admit, when we played with him, I only saw like a couple of tunes. I think I, I enjoyed Matt Stell that night uh, quite a bit more. And John pulled him out. Motor- what did he pull him out of? <laughs> <laughs> a fat spot. Uh, well, he, his motorhome broke down like in the, on like Tenth Street. And
2: fired up the old Cummins and, and
1: and he like he pulled his whole motorhome out just with like his truck, it was great, it was really dope. And then, yeah, and then Matt Stell went like number one. I on was
2: babysitting group. Brad on the sidewalk, and then Brad ran away, yeah, yeah. And then, like, man, three, I would never
1: do anything like that. <laughs> and then, like, three months later, Matt <laughs> Stell went like number one on the country charts, and I heard the guy say, Yeah, and that was Matt Stell. I was like, Oh my god. probably
2: got a better motor home.
1: He's probably, he's got a better motor home. cell rules. So I want to go back to, all right, so that's like full cart and there's this identity crisis going on. Mm -hmm. But if we go back to like Sturgill Simpson, Mm -hmm. okay, he's not, he's creating from top down, like Mm -hmm. you said, he's top down, I'm doing what I want to do Mm -hmm. and if you like it, cool, if not, get the hell out, right? Yeah, it's
0: not, it's not for a, the people, yeah, you know, and yeah.
1: that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when when that's what you do, then what you do, if what you do is country, it it it's almost by accident. Sure, when the, yeah. that happens, so there are you know two ways you can look at this. Um, the the ancient Greeks used the term uh techne to describe art or work, and yeah. art is in like craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would you know the blacksmiths, the carpenters. Um, the, and the the poets mm-hmm. and the sculptors they were mm-hmm. all considered the same. You know, we consider sculptors and carpenters to be completely different fields. Sure, in their minds, it was all the same. Mm. And so, if you you know you're a blacksmith and you work for your money, you're a poet, you work for your money, you just kind of you know do your thing. Mm-hmm. And that was just how they saw it. There was no no delineation. At some point, um, and I'd, Andrew Ford has a great book, um, on this. Uh, the origin of criticism, if anybody mm-hmm. was interested. Um, really fascinating stuff that we, we'd we gone over in, in grad school. Um, but the um, sorry, sure, just thinking about that time when I was like actually thinking about this stuff too. And I tried to tell Conrad, like at Nash Vegas, and he looked at me like I was insane. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, I was insane for trying to tell you <laughs> right <Yeah>.
3: now <laughs> while
1: well, there's a band playing, yeah. but anyway. Um, so eventually they started to make it the, the different delineation between craft and and craft that represents life. Hmm. Poetry, song, sculpture, that sort of thing. So art. Yeah, exactly. Apparently so then they called that meta techne. And hmm. so I feel like that's where, you know, the you start to get this split between mm-hmm. the two.
0: But you So really, for my sake metatechne is basically uh, art and design that is functional. Yes. And metatechne is unfunctional.
1: Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a real basic. Yeah. 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 So you've got, you know, contractors and builders on one side and poets on the other. Yeah. And okay. then, so, but you have different functions for art, right? And that's, I think, mm-hmm. really important to remember when you think of, um, you know, somebody might say, uh, you know, that that's a bad song, mm-hmm. right? And so, well, you've got. Different functions for songs, right? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Nobody sings that to entertain themselves. Yeah, right. That is that's a, a, like a functional. It is only to embarrass. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you have didactic songs, there's ABCs, uh-huh. right? The, the teachable songs. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So the, you know, uh, you sing ABC.
0: Twinkle, twinkle, little star, and ABC same song. Boom. Whoa. Sit on that one, dude. <laughs>
1: That's that's even a bigger revelation in Coulter Wall <laughs> yeah. than uh, than Colter Tall. Um,
3: he's but, no longer Coulter Small. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's no longer Colter Tall. Now he's Coulter Small. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm so sorry, man. I just like just riffing bo- over here. Sorry, dude. <laughs> honestly, like I'm actually like really questioning like how on earth did I believe he was so huge. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you have teachable songs, didactic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ABCs, um, if you grew up in church, there's a song to learn all the books of the Bible. Um, there are religious songs, right? Which uh-huh. are, you know, for religious purposes. Um, you have the Greek liturgical chants. You
3: have... Little buddy. What, what do you guys have? <laughs> We got we gotta make eyes
2: at each other. We got we got a guy that drives by the uh anything we could do to not let Michael finish the story. <laughs> we got a guy that drives by the house here every night on a moped without a muffler on it. I'm guessing forty nine cc so it didn't have to have it's a always, license or a helmet, but Yeah.
1: Are you sure it's that big?
0: I mean I've seen him in the daylight when he's coming back home. It's
2: right. it's below freezing right now and he hauls a moped, so yeah. I don't think he has a license. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well I'd be uh, I'd be going pretty fast too if it was this cold. One of these I nights I'm
0: gonna get on the soft tail of my coveralls and I'm just gonna tag him all the way to where Yeah,
2: i
1: All right. If you guys wanna if you guys wanna no. take Toby and
0: uh, No <clears throat> no 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 please please finish. Please finish.
1: <clears throat> okay. So you have religious songs. Yeah. All right? Greek chants, mm-hmm. um Amazing
0: Grace. Did they have a name for those? Like religious tunes that weren't Teaching ones,
1: I mean, I just called them religious tunes. So. Oh, I don't know if it was like the meta, dactite stuff oh, or. Oh well, so I mean, the Greeks were pretty pretty. I I don't know. Was they had music songs. considered art in their realm? Of like, it w- it, w- it would have eventually at that okay. point been you know eventually worked its way towards that. Um, I do not know how much music played into their religion. Um, well, they I were guess pretty you know, secretive about a lot of the mysteries, mm. um, and that was you know like so there there was there was singing, but I don't know much about that part. There, well, there I people, feel
0: like all the singing I hear is for history. It's not for yeah. like I wrote this really dope new tune. You yeah. know, it's always like a mm-hmm. telling of something. Yeah. You know, just
1: so you get songs like later when you get songs like a I maybe mean, it's Christ. all teaching. I mean, well, that we, sense well, yeah. with uh, the Iliad, you know, it's teaching. Mm-hmm. It's Cultural, it's entertainment.
0: That's like Beyonce's new record coming out when the Illy
1: to hit the scene, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, and if you think about like when somebody says like, you know, my new record's supposed to teach and encourage mm-hmm. and yeah. entertain, you mm-hmm. know, and I mean, that's it's art does that. Mm-hmm. So, but you also have, <clears throat> um, you know, back to like, Sturgill Simpson's. You have like the yeah. Apollonian idea where it is created. For the sake of creating it, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to create this thing, and it's going to be great, and that's what it's going to be. And, yeah. the, and I'm creating it for the sake of creating that a good thing. Mm-hmm. You have the Dionysian, which would just be like you know, a party tune, yeah, right. But it's but it's good. It's Kiss, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's but it's Ben Halen, yeah, for the sake of being a party tune. And mm-hmm. I, I would even you know I, I would probably like disco songs. You know how they would mm. have those extended cuts for yeah. the sake of dancing. Yeah because they knew people were dancing and they wanted yeah, to provide yeah. a dance track for mm-hmm. people you know or um I don't know I mean I, f- I feel like you feel it you know we were we were packing up the other night mm-hmm. and they turned on some some rap mm-hmm. but it was like you know 90s late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. stuff and it was like you know if you know that stuff mm-hmm. it like it hits you different than something like yeah, modern. Yeah, you know, because there's a little bit of nostalgia mixed in there. Yeah, and when you're like kind of drunk, and
3: mm-hmm. it's
1: one thirty. Yeah, and there's not many other people in the bar at this point. Like, you know, that kind of yeah. party. You know, yeah. where you're just like, I don't care. I'm taking my shirt off. Yeah, you know, and in the in the Dionysian festivals in Greece, like people would die. Like they would party for like a week straight. Oh my god! <laughs> and they would drink so much, and like people would just be torn apart. Like they would just go crazy. You know, wow. so like so when people say like you know really partying going hard it's like they'd, they'd go for it you hear the Dionysus <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so um, so I mean there's these different functions for art and I think mm-hmm. that's something to consider when you're looking at you know if you look at a country song and you say yeah. that's a bad country song and say so, well maybe maybe it's not being made for the reason you think it is you sure know, or if you, yeah. look, if you look at a, a hip hop song you say mm-hmm. well, that's not a, that's not a good song maybe it's you know because ABC I don't think ABC is a great song yeah but it's not supposed to be an entertaining song
3: yeah it's yeah. supposed to
1: help me remember
0: yeah the freaking alphabet or like uh, uh this one always hits me we like uh yeah with usher <laughs> little john Ludacris in it you know oh. like, like even though that song Gosh. like when i compare it to other whatever genre i listen to yeah rap or whatever it's not like good or you know what i mean it's not it's not a there's not a lot of I hate to even start putting those labels on it, but the, the yeah. purpose of that song is to get me jacked. Yeah. You know, and I remember seeing that video in the mornings before school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not to like, it wasn't to uh, um, show the best rapper of the day. Yeah. You know, that song had a very specific
1: yeah, goal.
3: <laughs> Dude,
1: that was my uh alarm for like a year. Wow. So I would wake up to cuz like peace out eight down down and i would have to hit the snooze before uh it, the uh that that synth came in and woke Becky up <clears throat> before he was like, Lil john got to something to make your booty go wet <laughs> like, <laughs> dude such a great tune yeah um so yeah but it's not it's not supposed to be a a yeah. a classic piece of art it's yeah. supposed to get people excited and dance and drunk and yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully bang at the end of the night mm-hmm. you know and it's yeah. like that's a you know and that, and that might make you know, some people feel uncomfortable, but I think like ZZ Top talks about that. Yeah. That they're like, we're trying to get people laid. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, yeah. part of the, the Dionysian. That's why in the videos, they say, we're not the ones getting laid. <clears throat> people in the videos are. Yeah. They yeah. also won't cut those gauldern beards. Yeah. But, uh, so, there's a reaction to this too. So you, you get that like, you get this bottom up country music. Mm-hmm. Right. And what happens is the population changes. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start to get this rub of, you know, I remember seeing Sturgill Simpson talk about Garth Brooks, worst Mm -hmm. thing that ever happened to country music, you know, and that's when I knew that like Sturgill was going somewhere different that I wasn't going to be able to follow totally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you listen to anybody who's born in the eighties or nineties, they love Garth Brooks. Yeah. Right. He's great. You know? I love a lot of his tunes. Mm-hmm. He's weird as all get out, but you know what? That's okay. That's not <laughs> so, what I need him for. He literally never doesn't cry. When he's <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, he's like, okay, I love Garth Brooks. Yeah, Sergio liked the country from like the seventies. Mm-hmm. So, too. so okay. he sees Garth Brooks as a betrayal of that. Sure, because yeah. the identity from the seventies was was betrayed. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to then, you grew up with Garth Brooks. Cool. You like Garth Brooks, then like the stuff you hear in the 2000s is like, well, this isn't country. This isn't what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, no, it's not because it's, it's for a people mm-hmm. and there are new people now. The world's moved on. Yeah. There are. Yeah, ooh. ooh, you sure I sung about that? Put it on our last record. Already. Right,
3: <laughs>
1: but there's, you know, there's, there's new people now. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, now there are people writing for them. Mm hmm you know and that's a hard thing to to come to terms with that you are now just a selection of the people being written for you know i don't want to bring this back to star wars why would that be a problem <laughs> as i slurp from your chewbacca mug <laughs> but uh
0: george lucas in an interview after return of the jedi came out and a lot of the fans were upset from you know uh a new hope and Empire Strikes Back, that it had changed, right? You know, have the Ewok stuff. And he said, because this Star Wars was not made for you. Your Star Wars was made for you when you were kids. And the premise of your Star Wars was good versus evil. And the premise of Return of the Jedi is that no matter how small you are, you can do great things. And that's what this Star Wars is for. And for these kids. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Which I thought was really
0: neat.
3: Yeah.
1: I did not know that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel a lot better about liking Phantom Menace so much.
0: I love Phantom Menace. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what that one's about, but
1: <laughs> it's about NASCAR. Odie Vandrell or I don't know. <laughs> uh, George is like, so been watching a lot of NASCAR. <laughs> I mean I just heard Dale Earnhardt? <laughs> hey he's making a left turn. Mm-hmm. My favorite part. So So you have the, uh, you know, the people then that are upset that that this has moved on, you know, and it is a commercial enterprise. And
0: Sturgill's is weird too, because it's like, he's, he's someone who is like, like why people respect him and why he is cool is because he is just doing art for the sake of doing it. Like, I think it's really cool that he did an anime Mm -hmm. with an album to it. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's weird that he keeps like, that Toby? (laughs) about <laughs> it's weird that he keeps uh sort of kind of forcing it back into this like the 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 weird country thing you know it's like just be an artist, you know it's mm-hmm. like just do a sculpture or paint on this building, you know yeah. it's like just uh go mow lawns, yeah in the whatever shape. He was doing yeah with the bluegrass album yeah know. yeah, yeah, a great great album. Album. yeah. It. but like uh you know why is uh you know, I think it's cool that you didn't do. I think you did a weird electronic album with mm-hmm. an anime. But if you were, you know, you are not being country. Yeah. By the standards of country. So why is everybody else not being country by like a problem?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. Why is it a problem for. Well, and the, the Grand Ole Opry like didn't allow drums yeah. in like the 40s. Yeah. Because that was not country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because country didn't have drums, mm-hmm. they just had the bass, and so bringing in the drums was a mm-hmm. huge betrayal of that, and it's like, well, I'm a drummer, so
2: I like drums, yeah, but yeah, think about think about this that uh if anybody you know knows the uh, Osborne Brothers song uh or their version of it, Rocky Top, that they were considered they would have been like the Florida Georgia line mm-hmm. of their Dude. genre, oh yeah. Waylon and Willie, yeah the Florida Georgia line of their fucking
1: thing, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the when when people talk about, you know, well back when it was, you know, I think right now people really are looking back to Waylon and Johnny Cash and that kind of like mm-hmm. 60s 70s country, which I mean, Johnny Cash is my all-time favorite
2: musician. Yeah. Have you know, ever actually ever. listened to a Glenn Campbell song? Like, I mean, yeah, they're pretty glitzy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. And th- so it's like, you know, but p- people will pinpoint and say, "Okay, well that, you know, Wayland, that's the that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I mean, he wasn't, oh wow, are you okay, Joe? No, <laughs> you know, and it's like, obviously, he was doing stuff differently than what other people were doing back then. Yeah, but you know, he wasn't Glenn Campbell, mm-hmm. but there were people that thought he wasn't country, yeah, when he was doing it, yeah, you know, and then if you go, well, what did he like, you know, it's.
3: That's a weird fix-
0: fixation to me is the weird, like, mm-hmm. what is it about trying to shove this thing into the country hole? Like, yeah. why does it have to be this weird? Like, like, okay, Sergio wants to do a, uh, a album about the ocean mm-hmm. with a lot of delay and sparkly noises on it. And then he wants to do a, uh, but why does it just, he just keep coming back to this like, well, you're not country. It's like, motherfucker, who cares? It's like <laughs> It don't matter. None of it matters. Yeah. It's like, why is this? Why are we? Why are we still so hooked up in this? Like Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I mean it's it's identity. You know? Yeah. We're hooked in it because it's identity. You know, it that's that's part of like how we are identifying ourselves as a tribe. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you start messing around with the tribal tattoos. It's like if I'm jerking off
0: in the corner over here at Tabasco and I'm like, this is country music. (laughs) And it's like and they're like and they're like no it ain't I'm like yeah it is and it's like but I'm like I'm ugly so I'm more country music than the hot guy you know I'm like I don't know it's like
1: what hi Toby hey oh my you god want, you wanna weigh in on this
2: it's frisky as hell
1: oh. oh he he does not wanna
2: weigh in okay um he fucked up he's <laughs> just really bad at picking him up I'm I dang, saw that he's trying to hold him up by his leg <laughs> He was
1: fighting me, I'm sorry. Alright, we're diverging like, too much. All right. Right. So so you get you know, people you get the you know, the red dirt, mm-hmm. the you know, the, the screw Nashville. Um, that's a that's a whole movement in, mm-hmm. you know, country music, you know, Cody Jenks and Whitey Morgan and all of these guys. I love all these dudes. Dude, yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. And it is great tunes. Yeah, and So if I'm just always so uh, uh confused by why they're all so mad at each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like like I really like all you guys. What are you fighting about? So well, so, so you get that movement, right? Yeah. And then Nashville responds. And I think, um, I never remember the They're name. They're like, dude. cue up Zach Bryan. <laughs> 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 Warner Bros. has a new symbiote creature that we can unleash.
2: Okay, so,
1: so Luke Bryan released. No one will see it coming.
2: Zach <laughs> Bryan smells like sulfur. I know people have been, people have been around <laughs> and said so it smells smell like sulfur.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: So, so, uh, Luke Bryan released, not Zach Bryan, Luke Bryan released a song. Yeah, Wh- worse Bryan, way worse Bryan. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what, what did Joe Rogan say? Yeah, see, you're, you're really hard to talk
3: to.
0: <laughs> you're hard to talk to in a coffin like that. You're shaking the camera around like it's, it'll look like a Sorry. damn,
1: uh, is going on or something <laughs> while we're trying to do this one. Okay, well. Um, so Luke Bryan released what, what makes you country, right? Uh-huh. And, and it's all about here's all these things that could make you country, right? I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge fan of the tune, but I, I thought it was really interesting as a that he saw fit to, you know, comment comment back. You know, sure. I, I know there was a big uh, uh, a big deal where you know somebody asked about it and he he made a, a very polite comment about. You know, I would love to meet Sturgill Simpson. I think, you know, what he's doing is really interesting. Yeah. You know, and, and Sturgill replied, I don't know any of his music. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Well, you know, and like, I like Sturgill Simpson's music a lot more than Luke Bryan's. But it's yeah. like, you don't need to be an asshole. Yeah. Why are you, you acting know? like that? Um, Florida Georgia Line also released a song, Can't Say I Ain't Country. Yeah. You know, which, John, I, I don't know. I'm sure you've probably never heard this song. Mm-mm. Actually, I don't think I have either. But because I feel like I would have remembered these lyrics, but I wake up and get me a gas station biscuit, head to town and wash it down with some Mountain Dew.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, if that uh, ain't just yeah. that's I not I even me and John combined. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not Diet Dew for you, but um, I'm not sure if we're actually like legally allowed to if it said Hardy's biscuit.
0: I mean, then we then can wanna...
2: talk about it. I
1: think we just we just can't
0: can't play the track. I don't believe mm. so.
1: Okay. Anyway, so there's that interesting rebuttal back to you know them saying, well, you know, they make music for people from the bottom up, saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we'll make what it, whatever you want, and then Sturgill says, top down, no, and then they say, yeah, and the, you know, they're they're just they're having a conversation, yeah. on the airwaves, which
0: is really great for everybody because everybody yeah. sells records because of it, yeah, and it kind of makes you think like, wait, am I being duped?
1: Ooh, maybe, you know, maybe they're in on it. Eh, maybe. So so John, so one thing we talked about when, so, okay, you, you had planted a seed way back about country and rap kind of coming together, mm-hmm. right? That's a yeah. thing. Yeah. And we talked folk music is for people, mm-hmm. specific groups of people, mm-hmm. but you mentioned, I was homeschooled, so I didn't have any friends, Um, but you had friends. I've heard, I've heard tell you had friends. Going a, few. a few. So you went to Bonfires. Yeah, right? and you did the thing where you might have been partaking underage, and yeah, there were gals and.
2: There's records of these things. Uh, wow, I women. Tell I,
1: <laughs> I've I've yet to meet a woman myself, but i meant um, the okay. Yeah, go ahead. But you you said that in these backwoods bonfires where you're shooting guns and oh, yeah. drinking and doing all of the traditional stereotypical typical redneck stuff absolutely that a lot of times you're they they'd be playing, rap or hip hop. Uh,
2: so yeah. Uh, it was uh, at the time. It was um, oh, Justin Moore. Uh, he, had is those he is he a hip hop artist? No, but he had those two albums come out, and they were we listened to those. It really just depended on whose truck was down there that night and what mm-hmm. CD was in their truck. But yeah, there was a lot of um, there was sure. <laughs> There was a there was a lot of there was a lot of rap going on too. Yeah, and I wasn't you know a fan of it. There were pe- there there was a lot of people down there at the fires at the time that um, they weren't a fan of it. Yeah, either. But I mean, it was just you know it was. Uh, but a lot of people were a lot of yeah, absolutely. So yeah.
1: I I think that when you know I remember you, you saying that, and then thinking, you know, because I already had that question about like why would you ever try to mix these two seemingly opposite yeah genres. And then you talk about, oh, okay, well, we we listen to rap music, and I was like, oh yeah, well, well so if, if you're making music from the bottom down, sure, bottom up, saying you know, well, whatever you want, we'll make, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what folk music does, mm-hmm. is it says whatever you want, we'll make that for you, and if your demographic is d- drinking around bonfires. Mm-hmm. but also listening to rap music. Mm -hmm. It's only a matter of time before you do both.
2: Well, and that was where, um, shortly after that, you know, we got a a lot of folks got into the, um, like the, the actual country rap.
1: Yeah. The, the hick hop.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that was, you know, that was an, an interesting, um, time where, uh, what's his name? Colt Ford, you know, came about and I, and now, I, is
1: he the, is he a large man or a small man?
2: Uh, I've actually seen him live. He's a big dude. Yeah, saw him at Bricks Off Road mm. Park, and uh, I feel vindicated. He uh he's very large. Pro golfer, by the way. But he uh, <clears throat> I never minded his music. though. I I actually I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't probably just search up his music and listen to it on a day. But uh, all these people that were like, oh, it's not country because it, he's rapping or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, but it's um. I felt like it was very original, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was, and he, and he was. It, it was, it was exactly what you're saying, Michael. He was, he was taking the, the rap or the hip hop elements, and uh, but he was just singing about stuff that we were doing. So, yeah, yeah. I've always felt that my
0: early tastes, which have changed, and I've uh, listened to a lot of stuff, and then found that I liked it. Was all just for me personally on like what guitar was in it. So I found a lot of the early when I wasn't that into rap was really just because there was no guitar and all I really cared about at that time was guitar. You know, it's like I wanted riffs, I wanted Ozzy Osbourne, Mm -hmm. there was riffs, and but I also wasn't listening to like you know, Three Days Grace because the riffs blew ass, you know. So it's like, yeah, so Three Days
1: Grace, if you're listening. He's not sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. So to me, really, it wasn't that I like didn't like rap. It was just that I also just didn't like anything. that Didn't have. I was doing, trying to learn guitar. You know,
2: yeah. it wasn't doing anything for you. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't listen to lyrics.
1: You know, and it's... and as a drummer, there's a heck of a lot going on that I that I mm-hmm. like. Yeah, yeah. In three days' grace,
0: okay. <laughs> I hate everything
3: about poop. <laughs> I do
2: know. too. Well, <laughs> this
3: trailer's not a home. <gasps> um. Yeah. I'm so glad
1: we let Toby in here. Um. Well, I th- I think that's the so I I think um I, I want to be clear that I'm not necessarily advocating anybody like changes their opinion on whether mm-hmm. they like rap or whether they like country, whether they don't like Garth yeah. Brooks. Um, you should like Alan Jackson. That's that's I mean that's not really um, <laughs> a debatable.
2: I mean it's a fact. Yeah, dang, I think that's something Alan that all America can agree on, right?
1: Alan Jackson is a fact. Um,
2: yeah, it's all it's all good. It's like it's kind of like
0: going to Golden Corral. It's like yeah. everything there is good, but the fact that I get a whole plate of mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> and like uh, popcorn chicken, and then somebody else gets something else does not make my plate better yeah you know?
2: the The fact that i the, the fact that zach milburn would go to pizza ranch and put and soak his pizza in gravy and i thought that was just the grossest thing ever but that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's not delicious to zach milburn i might be and a it, zach milburn
0: that sounds pretty amazing
2: i
1: mean it, and it doesn't mean that's that's not even gross but no
2: <laughs> i don't know it's yeah. you know it's like suffering is relative
0: yeah it's uh <laughs> But that's where you get with music in general, is the yeah. it's like you have this all you can eat buffet, especially now in the world where you don't have to yeah. buy anything, you just listen to it anytime you want. And uh it it's it's just weird that there are anybody who would like point at the asparagus and be like, Ew, that one yeah. sucks. You're like, Well, asparagus
2: is actually pretty good too, are you? You know, it's a, See this yeah. is this is an this is in, we could really go down this hole because I, every time that that i try and have this conversation with michael anyway somehow i always end up bringing it back to well is it good or is it not good and i know that's not your point here is is it good or is it not good
1: yeah well i i think i think uh i think
2: that's where you bring up the point
0: of potentially critics being valuable or not valuable too but kind of, well that's
2: that's a whole nother podcast there. oh golly
1: well art critics
2: i i think uh
1: I'm not trying to convince anybody whether rap is good. I'm not trying to convince anybody whether the country is good, whether Nashville is viable, whether they should like Luke Bryan, or whether she You like say Nashville's station. vile? Viable.
2: <laughs> or vile.
1: I don't know. It's up to you. I don't care. Um, what, I, what I think I would challenge everybody to do is when they make a statement about something subjective like art, like folk art, or artifice, techne... Something like
2: this,
0: Artifice
3: Don't,
1: Gordon.
2: <laughs> Artifice Pile. Oh
0: my god! It's my new
1: rap name, Artifice Pile. <laughs> uh, if if you find yourself making statements like that sucks, that's not good. Um, that's not real country. That's not real rap. You know, um, those two genres shouldn't mix. You know, if you're arguing for somehow for segregation of folk music, which, I mean, is like, if you put it like that, I feel like it should make your stomach pucker a little bit. It's very anti-American. Well, yeah, it's like we're Hmm. we're a mixing pot and you're trying to keep things separate. It's like, no, man, we're just going to stir it, you know. Just give rap their own school. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Kind of, (laughs) kind of. So, but... You know, I I think I think we just need to ask, you know, why, you know, just ask ourselves questions like, you know, why? Why do you not like it? You know, and I think I think the guy that says that's just not for me is being probably the most sincere and honest about what is actually happening, Mm -hmm. what he's being presented with and why he does not want to participate in it. You know, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to listen to rap music, don't listen to rap music. You know, there's literally nothing wrong with never liking a rap song. Um, you know, I think you get into philosophical and like logical problems when you start saying that sucks because yeah. that's, you know, that's a gross o- oversimplification, you know, um, mm-hmm. but you may run the same thing with saying that one beer is better than another, you know, mm-hmm. but you, you do also run into the issue when you say, you know, country sucks, you know, I don't like twang, you know, and you remember that you're dealing with a, a folk music that is representative of somebody's identity, Mm -hmm. you know, you are also then trashing that, that people group. Yeah. When you say rap sucks, you're saying that the people who like rap don't have good taste in music and, and you know, and it's like, that's not good practice as a human being to Mm -hmm. to say that about somebody, Mm -hmm. you know? So well said. Yeah. Thank you. It's very good. I don't know. I feel oh. like I, I kind of want to listen to Yeah Now by Usher.
0: I feel like that was a pretty final good point, honestly. Oh.
1: Well, thank you. Toby agrees. Toby <laughs> agrees. Thank you, Toby.
2: Get
0: Toby up there. Here, can oh. put Toby put... Michael doesn't know how to pick him up. But- Michael trying to pick him up by his tater sack.
2: Here, Toby, get <laughs> over here. Where's <laughs> the empty sack where it used to be? Oh, poor Toby. Hi. Toby. Toby. He's like, I don't want it my on. <laughs> well, what do you think? Seem like a good ending to all this? I'd say yeah. so. Yeah, com- uh, make sure and leave us plenty of comments and yep. tell us how ignorant we are and tell us what you want to hear us talk about next. And What you, know. wanna hear, you hear just us just want us us to hear next? If you just want to have an episode where Toby's just in a room and we just <laughs> leave the camera on.
0: Where he's pooping on everything, peeing.
2: <laughs> but...
0: Uh,
3: Hey, don't forget, guys, we got both cons here. Heavy, Heavy and, and western. western.